What's up, guys? It's Matt and Chris coming at you with another episode of the Guy Wire podcast. Don't forget to go to our YouTube channel, link in bio, and check out some of the stuff that we have been uploading, including a new flex tape test video. And that was that was pretty. I was surprised by the outcome of that. Actually, I was too. I'm I'm going to leave it vague, so you guys go check out the video. Make sure to like uh, and subscribe. Also, I'm going to post a link in our bio of our official merch store. Uh, we only have t-shirts, stickers, and butcher aprons uh, for, oh, yeah, your, yeah, for yeah, your cookouts. Yeah. Uh, so you can get a head start on the fa- being the fashionable dad at the cookout next year with your uh, guy wire butcher's apron for your cookouts. So, uh, Chris, how have you been since the last time we talked? What's been going on with you? You know, it's it's uh, same as always. My my uh, my weeks are pretty mellow and and. Uh, Getting ready to uh, take the take the daughter to the fair tomorrow. Um, that should be a, uh, a an interesting adventure. Um, taking her and a couple of she's fourteen and she's mm-hmm. got a couple of friends that are about the same age that we're taking. So I get well, to, you had a good uh, a good test run, I guess, with a larger group of her friends at what Carowinds. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, chaperone to Carowinds trip for for their for their eighth grade trip. I had and, to play uh, combat medic keeping these kids hydrated and from falling out yeah that was that was the biggest challenge is it was a really hot day and and uh they didn't want to drink water so my daughter almost uh almost dropped out in line just trying to get into the park yeah that's the thing if you're gonna drive on you've got to drink water absolutely you you can't drink water and then not drive on and then you can't drive on and not drink water (laughs) it's like the uh the video that's going around that i think you sent me about fuck around and find out Mm mm-hmm the more you fuck around, the, the more, more you, you find, find out. out. Oh, yeah. yeah, if, yeah. If They're directly proportional. Yeah, if you don't fuck around, you won't find out. So you have to kind of limit your fuckery to the degree that you want to find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, good words to live by. <laughs> um, we don't have a, a huge topic to talk about tonight other than a little bit about what we experienced with Hurricane Ian rolling through last weekend. It came in, what, last Friday late and yeah, was it, out of here maybe Sunday early. It came in with more of a whimper for us than I think it did a lot of folks. Yeah, uh, going to talk a little bit about that. Going to open the show with a cheers and talk a little bit about uh, men's mental health, um, some therapy things, and then a few stories. Also, those type of parents. <laughs> those parents. <laughs> those parents. You'll find out what that means coming up. So I found this toast. Uh, females in the audience are probably not going to like it. Um, <laughs> You've been forewarned. You can you can hit the 15-second forward thing now. It'll probably take about 15 seconds. So uh, we've got a beer open here. So cheers, Chris. Cheers Salute. To, cheers to pussy and gunpowder. Live by one, die by the other. Love the smell of both. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So we got Halloween coming up. We do. We do. It's, uh, rumor has it that's your favorite holiday. It is my favorite holiday. Uh, today, when we are recording, is October 7th. Hulu has just released the Hellraiser remake of Clive Barker, one of the best to ever do it in horror, uh, the horror genre. Um, they've remade Hellraiser. A lot of people are up in arms because the actor, or excuse me, actress playing the main character, Pinhead, is female hmm. instead of male. Um, it was always in the first. I don't know how many of those things they made. I know there were at least five. Well, I mean, that's that's the new thing nowadays is is recasting uh, roles that were you know traditionally male or traditionally a white male or yeah. tradi- traditionally in one form of of gender role. Well, the weird thing <laughs> that I th- and, and I'm I'm a 
pretty staunch horror purist when we get down to it. Um, I have my ideals about stuff. I don't think Jason or Michael Myers should be cast as a female at any point. I don't think it makes sense. Well, their names are Jason and Michael. Well, (laughs) right. (laughs) Stephanie coming at you in a hockey mask, you know, or calling you a fuckboy in a group chat is a totally different type of horror genre than, you know, let's say Jason Voorhees with the knife and the chainsaw. But with Hellraiser, I always thought of him, it, whatever, as as a genderless you know, it's, yeah. it's a demon. You know, uh-huh. it, it, there's no reason that the character needs uh, needs to be gendered anyway. So, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm kind of against the whole pronoun movement. However, I think that in this case, it works. Uh, it, it, Hellraiser is a they them. It can be played by whoever, whatever. I mean, now, you know, Lassie wouldn't be a good pinhead, right? <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, it's going to leave Timmy in the well. Right, chained to the well. Yeah, chained to the well. You know, <laughs> with meat hooks. The, con- the concrete, uh, the concrete shoes or whatever. You know that uh, Tony Soprano uh, used to like to to concrete you know, galoshes. Yeah, concrete galoshes, uh, uh, snooks, whatever you want to call them. But uh, I don't know if you saw. Uh, got go to TikTok, TikTok.com forward slash Guywire, I think, or just search Guywire on uh, TikTok. We have mm-hmm. an official TikTok page or unofficial. I just kind of changed over my personal page and rearranged some video stuff to, you know, kind of promote the, the channel and the podcast. But, uh, I had, have one on there that kind of blew up a little bit where, uh, oh, really? yeah, uh, some guy, I did a stitch and some guy was like, I was at this hotel and they had this, uh, this room, uh, it was like an outdoor person's themed room. And I was like, holy shit. An outdoor. Theme. They gave us pronouns. Rednecks now have their own pronouns. We're outdoor themed persons. <laughs> outdoor themed persons. Yeah, how? F- I was like, it's a, this is awesome. Okay, I, I guess I can replace uh, replace my current pronouns, which are fucker and asshole, to outdoor 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 themed, themed persons. Person. Outdoor yeah. themed persons. Okay. Or outdoor. Per- it was outdoor persons themed room. So rednecks are outdoor persons. Outdoor persons. Yeah. Hey, it's cool as shit, man. I got my own pronoun now. <laughs> Before before my pronouns were fuck around and find out. Yeah, fuck, my, fuck I, around slash find, find out. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've always stuck to a fucker and asshole. There you go. I mean, they kind of go together. Yeah, fucker and asshole. Yeah. <laughs> liquor was the old liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Hey, man, brother. Kyle, we're really offending all the females in the audience. Mm-hmm. We're we're we we're just joking. Okay, don't don't be offended. And Please. If you, and if you are offended. I don't really care. I'm, I have toxic toxic masculinity, so. And you're welcome to write in. Um, the guywirepod at gmail.com. Yeah. Link will also be in the bio to uh, send us an email. So let us know how we offended you. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to hear. Back to Halloween. Uh, it is my favorite holiday. However, I've noticed with the uh, current economic climate that uh, candy, it's always been expensive around this time of year, I feel. Mm-hmm. However, it's it's gone up there. Oh really? I it's, haven't paid attention uh, it's, to it. It's it's up there a bit this this year. So here's a Halloween hack for those of you who have are in a neighborhood that has trick or treaters. Um, you give know, out give out toothbrushes and toothpaste. No. So uh, instead of just turning your light off, you know that a lot of times that was the thing. Turn your mm-hmm, front porch mm-hmm. light off. Well, now trick or treating a lot of times takes place before dark because of you know certain things. The Safety country has changed. And, yeah. you know, it's not what it used to be where you know everybody on the block. So go ahead, um, go to the sex offender registry, enter your own name and address, and I promise you, you will not have to buy candy. God. But, and you also are not going to be allowed near a school forever. 
I mean, there's that. <laughs> and I don't know if you can remove your yeah, name. You probably can't. I mean, if you if you self enter it though, this isn't a case where I want to fuck around and find out. Yeah, opposite inverse. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's uh, it's kind of a tough one. The find out outweighs the amount that I'm willing to fuck around. The juice ain't worth the squeeze, is it? No, it's not. Yeah, you get that on these big jobs, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. So uh, now I want to move into uh, Hurricane Ian. Yeah, it was. It looked like it was pretty brutal for some folks down south. Yeah, uh, a lot of the YouTubers that I watch, um, Cletus McFarlane, JH Diesel, um, they got hammered pretty hard. Cletus lost his outdoor carport. Oh, wow. um, luckily, he had moved almost everything out of it. Um, shout out to Razor because it uh, the whole however many thousand pound building was landed on that thing. It was his brothers who has a channel called Teeth and Turbos. He's a dentist mm-hmm. and he works on cars. Teeth and Turbos. Yeah, so uh, his brother's Razor was in there and those things were built so strong it put a couple scratches on it. Didn't didn't. That's it. Yeah. Wow. The whole weight of that that carport was sitting on it. However many thousand pounds of wood and uh, aluminum, aluminum and, on that roof yeah. and everything. Huh. So uh, shout out to Razor for making a I guess a hell of a, a structurally sound vehicle. But Cletus and JH Diesel they went out trying to rescue people that were stranded. They have the jet boats and the airboats. Mm-hmm. Uh, JH has a couple of uh, military LMTV vehicles oh, wow. and he was taken you know through the water out there and just basically a lot of a lot of sleepless nights sun up to sundown going out trying to rescue people and a lot of people were stranded um, one thing that i like that jh diesel did which is why i'm mentioning his name multiple times is he did not record any of the rescues um, out of respect hmm. to the people who lost everything and are getting rescued and yeah. are getting rescued right Makes so sense. he um yes yeah, so he, he, he you know did a lot of driving videos this is what i did but none of the the rescue stuff you know and that's that's actually you know i've got a couple of boats and i've got i've got a just under 17 foot aluminum Mm -hmm. bass boat Mm -hmm. that would most likely be do really well in those areas going down and helping out with that kind of stuff and and i've i've thought about trailering my boat down there and helping out um in some of these hurricanes and i think on the next one i might actually just do that yeah from what i've seen the airboat was more of a solid choice because of the way that the I guess the the flooding was he had to go over some roadways mm-hmm. um, to where you would have to go find the bridge, cut over, and come yeah. up. But you know, in situations like that, any help you know that you can offer is oh, you know many many hands make light work. Right, yeah. yeah, especially if it's you know just going out with your boat to the people who don't want to leave, getting cases of water, mm-hmm. uh, delivering medical aid. People, you know, a lot of people lost everything, including people who are on insulin, people who are on medication oh, wow. that they need every day. And that's that's I think that's one I don't think about very much is the people that are, you know there's medications that they have to take and if they can't get to the pharmacy, you know they're they're in a they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, exactly. So our, our you know our thoughts are with the uh, the people uh, impacted the most uh, down in Florida. Um, I've got some family down there and and they made it through. It didn't impact their area too badly. Um, I think it hit uh, pretty bad. Fort Fort Myers area mm-hmm. is kind of where it kind of you know the path of the hurricane went through and did the most damage um by the time it got to us um it was really uh, i've been through worse oh yeah Uh, hurricane matthew a couple years back i even remember hurricane hugo i was only about four or five years old when it came through and that was a Hmm. big that was a big one um was hugo um i think you were probably still out in san diego or yeah i was in california at the time but i have you know i lived on a boat for a period of time in san diego bay and um on the west coast they get el nino 
right? Um, which El Nino can can kick up some just absolutely horrendous storms. And I remember as a kid, I was probably ten or eleven, seeing six and six and eight foot uh, whitecaps in oh, San Diego Bay. Wow. Now, are they typhoons on the West Coast, or are they still hurricanes? They get hurricanes. Okay. Uh, but they usually the hurricanes usually don't come up that far. Um, they will. Uh, it's it's the El Nino that kicks up all the storms. So Mexico usually gets all uh-huh. the all the Pacific. Yeah, they're getting, they get down in Baja California. By the time it's gotten up across the border, it's it's a, a tropical storm or something to that effect. Gotcha. So we, you you didn't lose power, correct? No, this I was actually surprised. Um, the power company was out probably a couple weeks prior. I think they actually got on like ahead of things for once. Yeah, and they were clearing. There's a main artery road that goes into my area, and they were clearing all the trees near the power lines. Mm-hmm. Because typically, any anytime any kind of storm like this comes through, I lose power. So I was anticipating, I was ready for it, but I didn't this time. So right, hey, I'm not I'm not complaining. So I did, um, and we don't live t- terribly far apart, but far enough. Um, however, a lot of the people around me still had power. That's so weird. But we, this little block that I'm on, did not. And I'm looking at the Duke Power outage map, and it almost didn't make sense. No, it never. It's does. like little clusters everywhere out of power. You know, and but we, you know, we lost power here for about 24 hours. My parents are up about 40 minutes away um, in the mountains, and they lost power for pretty much the whole weekend. It was about 48 hours that they were without power. Lost everything in their refrigerator and the freezer. No, oh, wow. Um, so you have you're you're more prepped than I am for stuff like this. You have a generator. I do not. My house is wired for a generator. Yeah, I, I was don't. I was really jealous about that when I when I yeah. when you first moved in here. Yeah. So we're we're you know we both have a piece to the equation that the other doesn't. <laughs> um, you know your house not being wired, um, and mine being, but I don't have the generator and you do. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that'll be the next uh, somewhat major purchase for. For, for the house here will be getting a generator because wifey sauce's anxiety worrying about, you know, how everything was going to keep in the refrigerator and all that was, mm-hmm. you know, pretty high. So, uh, plus, you know, the, the girl had to be on her tablet and, you know, it lost charge at one point. <laughs> and you didn't have internet. Didn't have internet. And, uh, you know, me, I was cool. I, you know, I built a fire and had a book and chill out. Yeah. Some bourbon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And this is what I'm used to. You know, I used to go do this for recreation. You used to go out in the woods and build a fire and have some bourbon and some beer. And, and be quiet. <laughs> maybe shoot some guns, you know, but, uh, you know, with all my buddies and stuff, you know, but, uh, that's stuff I enjoy doing. Then I get to getting around these city folk, you know, mm-hmm. do you have any tips or tricks for uh hurricane prep or when the power goes out or anything like that for us um i can say just for just from the experience of having a job i was very fortunate i inherited a generator from my mother when she passed um and her and i'd done a bunch bunch of research she had some medical issues that if she lost power it was she was on oxygen and everything else she had to have power so we went and found it was it's a really heavy duty generator i couldn't tell you the specs on it or anything like that but it is what's called a dual fuel generator. It'll run on both gasoline and propane. 
Um, and I keep propane tanks. On hold. <laughs> <laughs> propane and propane accessories. There you go. Um, no, I keep a couple of propane tanks. I actually keep three on hand. Main reason being is the shelf life for propane for storage is significantly longer than gasoline. Mm-hmm. Gas you get out of the gas pump, if you let it sit in a, in a gas can for more than a couple of months, you're just going to screw up your generator. Mm-hmm. So the, the propane is there. I can keep that on standby whenever there's a power outage. I just fire it right up. You know, obviously I'm not wired up like you are. Um, that is one thing you can actually have an electrician come in, set up a bridge between your generator and your circuit breaker in the house with a switch to where you can turn all the power coming off, coming from the grid, coming from the power company, you can turn that off and it'll run on the generator. Cause you want to make sure that if you're running your generator, you're not backfeeding you're, the grid. Exactly. You're not backfeeding the grid because you're probably going to electrocute some poor lineman. Which uh, a couple of things, a couple of comments on that. Uh, propane, uh, when you get your tank from Walmart or the convenience store or whatever, you're Home Depot, you're, whatever. you're wasting money. They don't fill those things to the capacity that they're capable of. Really? You want to take it to like your quality oil or wherever the suppliers of the big propane tanks that okay. are for your whole house, they'll fill those things up for capacity for about the same price as you're doing your swap out for. Okay, that's good to know. So go get your, you know, your Blue Rhino, the most popular one. Uh, go get that tank. Find your your local gas company. Uh, back in Madison, where I'm from, it was Kellum Oil. They never mm-hmm. did me wrong. I would take it in there, and I think you know we were out at you know the local stores one time, and I went down there. I was like, "Can y'all fill this up?" He's like, "Oh yeah," and he was explaining to me. He's like, "You always want to bring it to us because you know I'm charging you at the time it was thirteen dollars to fill this tank up," mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is going to last you about." Two to three times longer than if you were to keep swapping them out at the store, because that that's what that's where they get you. Is, is they they, they don't fill them to capacity, they reduce the capacity, and they say it's because of hazmat safety and transport. Sure, yeah, you know, there's a regulation on everything for the the reason, right? <laughs> reasons. Um, yeah, because reasons. Yeah. So uh, there's there's that hack there, and then um, solar companies are these solar panels. What I've found out is that, yes, even though some of these systems have batteries, a lot of them, the most popular ones, have very small capacity batteries that will wear down. Hmm. What you're doing is you're supplying the grid with energy, and then the power company is crediting that back to your bill. To offset your to bill. To offset it. But... You're still There's running some off shady the grid. stuff going on there. Some huh. guys have gotten into looking at their bills and how much they're putting back into the grid, and the power companies are not crediting them the full amount of what they're putting back into the grid. Oh, of course not. You know, so solar, yay, it works. It's our savior, right? Mm-hmm. No. Now, what about, and I've seen a lot of, and, and maybe, I don't know if you have any experience with these or any thoughts on them, but I've seen a lot of these, like Anchor makes one, um, where there's these, there's these huge battery banks. Right. Um, and you can plug like four or five things into them, and, and, you know, they're supposed to be able to power like a refrigerator for like three or four days. Right. Um, have you ever had any experience with those? Or I don't. A lady, at, a lady at work, uh, we had our Monday Monday meeting, and I was kind of telling her, you know, she's like, you know, how's, how's everybody's weekend, whatever. I was like, well, mine was interesting. We didn't have power for 24 hours. And she was like, oh, yeah, after the last snow or something, I went out and bought, you know, one of those that you were talking about, those large capacity, you know. Uh, it's, it's like a big lithium battery, it's a big backup, backup cell phone battery. You uh-huh, know, the basically. Thing, you know, um, she said she went and bought one of those. Uh, 
I, I don't think she's ever had to use it. So that's one thing that kind of worries me with that, you know, too, is like you have to charge it. You have to keep mm-hmm. it charged. They, they, they will drain. Oh, yeah. Just Batteries, sitting there not being used, it'll, yeah. it'll deplete. Batteries deplete. Okay. So you have to remember to keep a charge on the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we do have foresight of certain disasters and stuff, but I mean, your power can go out anytime. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how much faith a place in those yeah i think they'd be good for like camping or truck camping or something yeah. like that but as far as like an emergency backup i don't see it as as that viable yeah it could be it could make it things a little bit easier for you it'd be yeah. a good to go along with a generator mm-hmm. um one thing i want to throw in about generators and it's it's something i did a lot of research on you know uh properly setting up your generator to replace your power in a storm and a power outage anything like that one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is they try to run their whole house off of just one simple uh, standard orange extension cable, extension cord. You really need to go in, you need to go and buy a heavy duty, heavy gauged extension cable that is gonna handle the amperage because you're gonna be trying to run your refrigerator or a freezer and lights and maybe the TV and your Wi-Fi and all this other stuff off one cable make sure it's heavy duty and run things off of there. Well, I've had a regular outdoor type uh, extension cord. One of the orange ones that everybody has seen thought it was pretty standard, you know, equipment. I had ran, you know, some outdoor lights with it, my leaf blower, just random outdoor equipment that, you know, it's designed for. Mm -hmm. But in my old house, I ran an electric heater using it. Okay. The cord got hot yep. of just the electric heater. So you have to take into account that. It's that power draw uh-huh. and the distance. Yeah, that the that length cord of the, the length of the cord, the longer the cord, the heavier gauge mm-hmm. you need. Yeah. So y- y- you really want to not cheap out on electric things. It, mm-hmm. That's to include your, your like power strips. And and that's one thing with generators, if you're going to be running things like your TV and your DVD player and all this kind of stuff, you want to make sure you're not just on a power strip. <laughs> You want to be on an actual surge protector um, because the power that comes off of your generator is not going to be as consistent as the power out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do have the potential of damaging some of your electronic equipment if you're running it, if you're not running through a good quality surge protector. The uh, the power out of the generator is uh, a non-regulated militia, if you will. <laughs> Kind of watch out for those. It uh, doesn't really follow the Second Amendment of electronics. <laughs> Moving back into the uh, the prep for power outages, natural disasters, or whatever. Our power was out for about 24 hours. Wifey saw us, was freaking out because she thought we had lost all the food in the refrigerator because mm-hmm. she Googled it, and Google says four hours and your food is done. Yeah, so, and it's it's different amounts of time for different things and right. yeah, milk uh, and poultry and blah blah blah. So our appliances are pretty damn new. Mm-hmm. Um, the refrigerator down here doesn't have much in it other than beverages. The freezer kept it closed. Mm-hmm. The ice never melted in either the either of the freezers. And I took the butter out, and the butter was still hard. Like, the butter hadn't softened. I took my meat thermometer and temped out some of the condiments, the, let's see, the mayonnaise, since it has eggs in it. Mm -hmm. And it was less than 40 degrees after 24 hours. So I'm telling her. And mayonnaise is mostly oil anyway, so it it really takes a lot for that stuff to actually go bad. Right. So that being said, you know, I, I temped out things in different areas in the refrigerator, less than 40 degrees. And I'm like, girl. 
the stuff's We're good. fine. The, fine. The, the food is fine. Yeah. That being said, my parents lost everything. They have fairly new appliances, but they were without power for 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Now, one trick that I had forgotten about uh, growing up that my grandmother would do is put everything in the washing machine hmm. and then fill the washing machine with ice around the food. Okay. That way, when you take everything out and some of the ice is melted, you just run a hot cycle on the washing machine. It senses the water level. It won't overflow. Mm-hmm. And then it drains all of the water out of the washing machine. Yeah. that's not a, uh, The one I've always used, and I keep these in my freezer all the time, is I'll take a couple of water bottles that I've already used and drank the water, refill them and close them back up and put them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And you got to leave like maybe just an inch. You know, don't fill them up all the way. Leave a little room for, for you know, the ice is going to expand. But I leave four or five of those in the freezer mm-hmm. at all times so that if I do lose power, I can take a couple of those, toss them in the fridge real quick. That's going to help keep the temperature. And also it's going to keep the temperature in the freezer better because those are, those are essentially ice blocks. Right. And this is for, you know, power outages when it's above freezing outside mm-hmm. when it snows you don't really worry about anything because you can either just go take your stuff out and put it in the snow on your deck i've actually done that <laughs> or your two vegetable drawers your mm-hmm. your crispers in the bottom of the refrigerator take the vegetables out of that fill those up with snow as they melt just pour them out and put more snow in them mm-hmm. and it'll keep your stuff cold now a couple of things one uh, there's there's a few things i keep on hand just for Oh, power yes. outages. Dis- disclaimer. Yeah. Don't use the yellow snow. Oh, yeah. Don't don't you go where the Huskies go. Don't you eat that yellow snow. Thank you, Frank Zappa. Man, you're a poet and don't know it because <laughs> your feet are long, fellas. <laughs> I'm only a ten and a half. Yeah, you'll get that on these big jobs. But uh, <laughs> what were you saying about old uh, Frank Zappa? Oh, wait. Then? We were talking about shoe size. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait. Never mind. All right. You know what to say about guys with big feet? Big socks and big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, a couple of things I always keep on hand. The uh, the the Catholic candles you see at the grocery store, they've got uh, uh, the Virgin Mary and and all that on there and they're they're uh, they're 24-hour candles. Mm-hmm. You can get them white Jesus, you can get them black Jesus, whatever you believe in. You can get Jesus in all colors. <laughs> they even have them with just nothing on them, but that's always ones I think about is is the ones with the 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 Catholic imagery mm-hmm. on them. Um, but those will burn for 20, about 24 hours. Really? Um, so, number one, keep one of those in your vehicle mm-hmm. at all times. If you ever get stranded in the winter, yeah. they will put off enough warmth in the vehicle to help you keep from freezing to death for 24 hours. To add to that, keep a terracotta pot with it. Mm-hmm. Because it'll retain some of that heat and yeah, radiate the, it. The terracotta, terracotta is very good. You can even use the little tea candles. Uh-huh. Put those under an upside-down terracotta pot. You want to have something that lifts it off of it. That way it can get more air underneath yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit of space. But it will radiate heat. Um, mm-hmm. I, I used that trick in my in my bedroom as a kid. I lived out in the country, and the power would go out. And that thing would keep my bedroom at a solid, like, 65 degrees. I know that's chilly, but when it's... 20 to 30 something outside it's a better alternative absolutely also additionally keeping a couple of uh 55 gallon trash bags the big heavy duty industrial strength trash bags okay keep those in the bathroom just throw them under the sink in the in the bathroom if there's a situation where they're warning that we're, we might be out of water for a period of time mm-hmm. filling a couple of those up in the bathtub and tying them off um, that's 55 gallons of water. I've just, on, filled, I've just always filled the bathtub up. You can do that too. It depends on how clean your bathtub is. You might yeah. you might want to boil the water before you use it, but in the 55, it's potable at that point. You can right. drink it right out of the 55-gallon uh, bag. The, the rule to keep in mind, the rule of thumb is a gallon of water per person per day 
is what we need to consume. Um, and that includes things like brushing teeth, cooking food, drinking water, all that kind of stuff. But on average, a gallon of water per day. And generally, city water, you're okay. Even if you don't have power, your city water will, in most cases, work. Mm-hmm. You um, might just have to boil it first. But if you're on a well, you're generally not going to be able to have water or flush your toilet. Um, once that pressure tank uh, in your in your water system mm-hmm. loses its pressure, you're not going to have water. So... We've always filled up the bathtub, not really for drinking water, because we've just flushing the toilet, for, just for taking a five gallon bucket and flushing the toilet. And this may be news to some of you. If you take a five gallon bucket, fill it up with water, and pour it on top of your, you know, non potable toilet water, mm-hmm. it in will, the bowl. It, in the bowl, it will flush the toilet. Yep. Yeah. There's no magic that makes toilets work. It's just gravity. Yeah. That's all. That's all it is. You're putting water on top of water and moving other water out. Yep. So yeah, just dumping dumping a five gallon bucket in the bowl after you've used it will flush the toilet and, and remove the unwantedness. Yeah, and I recommend also uh, having a cast iron, a seasoned cast iron pot uh, or, mm-hmm. or cast iron cooking skillet mm-hmm. on hand uh, because I'm lucky enough to have two fireplaces in my house one on one on the basement level and one on the the living level, mm-hmm. and you can cook eggs you can cook meat you can cook anything on top of that fire in a cast iron skillet you don't want to use a you know your nice cookware because a lot of times they're not set up for the amount of heat that comes out of Mm -hmm. direct to fire so get a cast iron skillet eggs can cook on top of a candle that's true eggs are so low heat but you know uh, a dutch oven is even a better option you can throw meat potatoes you can make great stuff on just directly on top of a fire in mm-hmm. a dutch oven well and i had at the time i lived in southern california and you know southern california has had power outage problems kind of you know they got their rolling brown blackouts and they've got they've had problems for a while well, well there's there even the thing where uh, you know your smart outlets the power company has access to those mm-hmm. whether you know it or not and they can adjust your temperature in your house without you consenting to any of that. Yeah. But no, San Diego, actually all of Southern California, I think it was from the Nevada border all the way up into Central California, down into Mexico, Mm -hmm. there was a power outage. And it was, I think it was almost four days. It's it's the longest power outage I've ever been through, and it's the biggest one. It was was a huge chunk of of Southern California. And I ended up, you know, we kept the freezer closed. We had several of the, I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're, they're the one bag meals, the cook in 10 minutes on a skillet, the yeah. Bertoli. And yeah, yeah. We had a whole bunch of those in the freezer. Well, I grabbed a skillet and Taking I had me one. back to my childhood here. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I grabbed a skillet and I had, obviously we had no power. We had no gas because our, everything in our house was power electric. I grabbed, I had a little Weber grill and I started fire in there and and threw that on the grill and i cooked a cooked a skillet mill right on the weber grill um i think i ended up having to throw that skillet away because it wasn't a cast iron right. one at the time but it, it worked we got several meals out of it and we were able to have a hot meal when when there was no power yeah in my uh, younger less experienced days i tried uh, pyrex on the grill yeah i tried pyrex on the grill shattered the pyrex yeah, and I thought so I thought Pyrex was built for high heat or whatever, but it ain't built for grilling. No, it'll it'll handle temperature changes better uh, than regular glass will. Right. But yeah, you don't want to you don't want to put it on fire. Yeah. So it, it shatters. <laughs> so you know if 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 you think that you're going to get by with a Pyrex just because you've you know you've used Pyrex in science class on top of a Bunsen <laughs> burner, uh, trust me, you're not. Get get a cast iron and, and cat, you know you're going to spend twenty five bucks for a decent Lodge brand cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. 
And I, uh, you know, and, and, and a well-kept, well-seasoned cast iron skillet, it will last you a lifetime. Yeah. And I, I think that actually might be something we could do uh, coming up as, as a YouTube video is, is how to season and care for a cast iron skillet. Yeah, that's a good idea. I can, uh, with, with, I only own one. I don't own a Dutch oven, which, you know, shame, shame on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it in the dishwasher. I'll get all the, the season because it is a well seasoned pan. I've, I've had this for a couple of years, and um, you know when I wash it, I wash it with you know just hot water, and I grind some salt in in it, and mm-hmm. sponge, and use that salt as the abrasive to clean off whatever's in that pan. But uh, yeah, I can take it down to basically bare cast iron and, and show everybody how to season mm-hmm. uh, season pan. So yeah, look for that. Uh, look for that upcoming on our. And, you know, in the wintertime when you don't want to fire up the grill, uh, cast iron skillet is a very viable way to cook a, uh, a steak as well. Oh, man. This uh, is some of the best indoor cooked steaks, yeah. You know, I used to do a London broil where I would sear it on the stovetop in a cast iron skillet. And it's, it's you know, the highest heat you possibly can do on the, mm. on the stovetop. You sear it for about a minute, minute and a half on both sides, and then you take it and you throw it in the uh, in the oven for you know I think three fifty for about thirty minutes or so, depending on the thickness of the uh, uh, of the steak, uh, and they come out amazing that way. Yeah, absolutely, just just dripping with juice and yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, that's how I do uh, baked beans too. But my baked beans are always in the cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. I'll do them on the stovetop, uh, bring them up to you know a, a boil or a simmer with all the the spices and the sugars and everything that I add to the baked beans. And then it goes into, into a 400 degree oven mm-hmm. to just, actually bake the beans. That's the, that's the thing a lot of people miss is they're called baked beans for a reason. Cause they're baked. Cause they're baked. <laughs> they're not just beans and sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just, you don't open a can of bushes and just heat it up. I mean, a lot of people do. You're wrong. Yeah. They're missing out on some of the best things in life, but yeah. you know, you know, I'm not saying that my way is better, but, I'm better than you, and you know it. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, do you have any other uh, pr- storm prep or any other? You know, I'd say uh, one thing I think we forget about the most, and it's something I've I've actually made a focus on recently, is our vehicle. Mm-hmm. We spend, you know, most people spend anywhere from 8 to 15 hours a week sometimes more in their vehicles. If you're stranded, if you're in a natural disaster, if something happens and you have to get home, what do you have in your vehicle? What things in your vehicle can help you facilitate that? If you have to ditch your vehicle and walk home, what things in your vehicle can help you facilitate that? What's the weather conditions like in the in the area? Is it winter where you're at? Mm-hmm. Do you have an extra coat in your car to where if you get stuck somewhere and you've got a hoof at home, are you going to freeze to death on that walk, or are you going to actually have a coat that you can throw on in an emergency? You know, so or your car hearts. You have your insulated car hearts that you keep in your trunk, a blanket, a pillow yeah. if you have to sleep in the car. Uh, so I've got I've got a small shoulder bag that I keep with some basic essentials. There's a couple of um, uh, like dehydrated dehydrated meals. Mm-hmm. There's a couple bottles of water. There's some basic uh, like something to start a fire if I had to. A change of socks, a change well, of it's underwear. A, it's a Ford, so more than likely it's going to catch on fire. <laughs> Just saying. You're going to be warm. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you're definitely going to be warm. You're going to be stranded, but you can be warm. <laughs> It's it's found on road dead, not found on road flaming. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You just open the gas tank and stuff a rag in there. So. Yeah, you know. Um, but just just thinking through that process of of if I get stuck somewhere, if if I have to get home and I can't use my vehicle, what do I have in my vehicle that can help facilitate me doing that successfully? Well, it almost goes back to uh, Red Foreman's road rules. If you remember, there was an episode of that '70s show where they were going to have a blizzard. I think Eric and Kelso and all of them wanted to go to a mountain cabin and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Red was, you know, like, make sure there's kitty litter in the trunk, make sure mm-hmm. that you have this and this and this. So make sure whatever you have in the trunk, when you look at it, have the thought in the back of your mind, is Red Foreman going to look at you and say, dumbass? Dumb <laughs> uh, the other thing, if you drive a truck um, in the wintertime, if it's icy, load the bed of your pickup truck up. Yeah. Um, get a get a couple of empty fifty five gallon the plastic fifty five gallon drums. Throw them in there and fill them up with water. Um, or the fifty five gallon trash bags because they're going to freeze. That's going to be ice and that's going to be water weight. Yep. That's over top of your you know your axles. Mm-hmm. You know in the rear. Yeah. Throw them in there. Just give you a little extra traction. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes back to that uh, that battery powered jump box or a mm-hmm. battery powered um, generator thing that you were talking about too. Do you know if any of those can be used as a jump box for the vehicle? Those specifically, I don't know, but they do make battery packs that are specifically for jumping. And there's yes. some that you can actually plug into your cigarette lighter. You don't even have to get out of your vehicle. Yeah, when I worked um, at Advanced Auto Parts, we had to have one of those when we changed a battery. We would plug that in. That way the customer's computer wouldn't reset. Oh, yeah, and the, the stereo the, and the everything, stereo and everything yeah. Because a lot of uh, inspections... I don't know if this is still true, but at the time, after your computer reset, you had to have 600 miles on the vehicle before really? you could pass inspection. See, I had a vehicle back in the day. If you disconnect, if you changed your battery, there was a code on the stereo. You had to right. punch in. It was like a an theft of it's but, security system. Yeah, yeah. It was, but if you didn't know that code, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, when I was getting into cars, a lot of people were installing those Viper brand mm-hmm. alarm systems mm-hmm. and that was one of the things with those you know if viper is active step away from the vehicle yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it would take a some of them would take a picture of you oh really and, i didn't even and, know that send it to your flip phone that's awesome yeah your flip phone <laughs> yeah but no the, the the whole moral of the story is just think through the process think of of where you go what you do uh you know do you spend 40 hours a week at your job if something happened while you're at work and you needed to get home and get to your family, would you be able to do that? You know, what what is the route you would take? What uh, you know are those are those in an emergency situation? Are those routes going to be congested? And on the flip side of that, a lot of people have a long commute to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father did the whole time. You know, I was growing up. So he would make sure that me and mom were cool at the house, mm-hmm. which we live right beside my grandparents. And my grandparents have been through every, everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> great, great Depression, great, everything. Great Depression, World War II. Dust Bowl. Vietnam, Korea. They've been through everything. So, you know, they knew that we were okay. My grandfather, he, he pretty much heated his house using wood, right? You know, we had an oil-burning boiler. Power goes out. We could walk to the grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were our neighbors. So dad would prep for if he gets stuck to where he has to stay at the office. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a flip side of it. You know, not necessarily de- getting stranded to one thing, yes. Make sure you have that. But if you get stranded at work, can you comfortably stay the night 
or a couple of nights at work do you have all the necessary provisions Mm -hmm. where you work you know one thing i keep in the back of my vehicle is you know i've got an f-150 so i've got i've got a little extra room to play with but i keep a queen-sized wool Mm -hmm. 100% real wool blanket okay um it can be usgi surplus like like the one you're leaning on there yeah pretty darn close but a lot of people don't know that you know keep a a pair of wool socks in your in your vehicle multiple pairs of socks well no specifically wool wool because wool is one of the only materials that will retain heat and body warmth while it's still wet so if you're in a situation where you've gotten wet you're cold you can you can get hypothermia in 65 degree weather Mm -hmm. if you're wet right and there's a breeze but if you have a wool blanket even if that wool blanket is wet it will save your life and there's an easy way to waterproof wool Mm -hmm. and pretty much any other uh you know, fabric too. I use the spray on aerosol. Um, I call that, I think they call it camp dry or something like that. It's, it's but made by Kiwi, the same ones that do the shoe polish. So this may be a poor man's version of this. You get the um, clear silicone, like in a caulk gun. Okay. One tube of that mixed with five gallons of water. Really? Yeah. I think you have to mix in like a spoonful of paint thinner with it. Okay, to help cut down the silicone. silicone, But you want to make sure that the silicone and the water are well mixed. Put whatever you are waterproofing in that. Then take it out, hang it on a clothesline. Let it dry. Huh. It's going to coat it with a very thin, light coat of silicone. Yep. That's freaking brilliant. Yep. You can dip boots in it. I mean, you can do, yeah. you can waterproof pretty much anything. Just use, and there's a couple guys out there on YouTube, and we might make a video of, of us doing this too. Uh, but you can take a bed sheet and make it into a camping tarp for a tent. If you waterproof it. If you waterproof it, yeah. So huh. uh, look for that video upcoming on our YouTube channel. That could be a fun one, yeah. Yeah. We'll figure out, you know, maybe maybe that's the title. Will it waterproof? <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, cheese, well, let's, we can go for some, like, really porous stuff to, like, some normal stuff. We'll do the bed sheet, and then we'll do cheesecloth. Well, and I say let's do a side-by-side comparison of the spray-on, yeah. like I have, and the homemade remedy versus versus what you have. Yeah. Thanks for letting us brainstorm, guys. <laughs> we're, just, we're just bringing you all kinds of content. If there's something you want to see us do on our YouTube channel, guy-related, yeah, don't Pre- add, don't ask preferably. us to uh, to bar, uh, braid Barbie's hair or some shit like that. Yeah, uh, um, Jr. We know you listen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've seen your comment. It's funny. Don't ask us to do like stupid stuff or stuff that challenges our morals. Quit asking us to toss your salad is what he's trying to say. Yeah, and I don't want to hear us now, Kith. Okay, we're, <laughs> I get it. It's a Mike Tyson joke. Whatever. <laughs> Like we're, we're like we're bros, okay, but whatever. So, guy, the guywirepod at gmail.com, link in bio. Uh, send us an email, whatever content you want to see on our YouTube channel. Go check out our YouTube channel if you haven't, and please subscribe. We we need four more subscribers, and, yeah. and we can start doing some cool, some more cool shit, and more cool merch too. Uh, because a rule of YouTube is you can't change your YouTube URL to a custom URL until you have ten subscribers. So if there are four of you listening right now, right right at this moment, if you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go subscribe. You don't even have to watch the video. Just go like it and subscribe. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We're not asking much. And if you email me your username, the first four people that do this, I will send you a GuyWire t-shirt and a sticker. I like that. So the next four subscribers. 
but you have to follow it up with an email with your address to where I can send this sticker. I, I say let's just do the next four subscribers because we can message them through YouTube, right? We can, yeah. Yeah, so the next four subscribers will message you. Yeah. And if, if you've subscribed between now and the next four, yeah, you'll get some free shit. Yeah, I like simple that. enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I will have to get your, of course, your. Well, yeah, we'll message you your and, size, and you, you and can a, yeah. you can let us know what you need. Yeah, so you know, if you need women's extra small, um, yeah, good luck. I'm, no, I mean, I, I can I can do that. I just have to add it to the store. You gotcha. know, so uh, yeah, we can do we can do COVID masks. Uh, like I said, the only th- three things on the store right now are the apron, the butcher's apron. Um, the sticker and the T-shirt. Well, I do want to say I, I noticed on the on the marketplace it looks like our sizing is is unisex. So I mean we're mm, we're we're yeah. trying to be gender neutral and we're we're trying to be progressive and and uh, uh, as outdoor themed persons, <laughs> we're trying to be inclusive. You know, I think that was my big gripe before is that we didn't have our own pronouns as rednecks. Yeah. Now now that I have my own pronoun, I'm I'm pronouning all over the place. <laughs> Outdoor persons. Yeah. Shit. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that'll wrap up our prep uh, part of the episode. And, so I, and if you have any ideas or, or tips or tricks or things that you do to prepare for storms or natural disasters, uh, collapse of the economy. We'll do a follow-up video reading your comment, and we will mention your username. And, yeah, we'd love to hear what you have, what what tips and tricks you have as well. Now we're just pandering, okay? Yeah, so we really are. That's fine. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's good. We love y'all. We're okay with that, though. Yeah. It, it is what it is. <laughs> so I uh, did have a question for you since uh, we got a lot of positive feedback on our our guy talk episode where we're kind of asking each other questions have you ever been arrested i actually have not no shit yeah i've come close i've come really fucking close a few times yeah so i have i mean i've talked about it on the checkmate podcast i think i've even mentioned it on this one but uh so i'm i have an embarrassing story of the first time i was arrested oh god uh i actually haven't heard this either i don't think uh so i was drunk (laughs) (laughs) what what (laughs) that's that's really the only times i've ever been arrested is it it, it involved me being drunk uh so it was it was a traffic stop dui uh did the roadside sobriety test and the, the bad part is i knew the cop I was a loss prevention manager in the town oh, that I was drinking in, so I knew the guy. And he's already trying to cut you a break. Or no, at least this no. guy was not the his supervisor that showed up was trying to cut me a break. Really? But he was he wanted to be a fucking hardline hard ass, and I would I would dox him, but I'm I'm much better than that. I'm a better person than that. I gotcha. Karma's a bitch. He'll eventually, if he hasn't already, get you know what he's what's coming to him, but. You know, I was in the wrong. That's the one thing I'll admit about any crime I've ever committed. That <laughs> it's all involved alcohol. Uh, is, that, <laughs> is that I was in the wrong. I should not have been on the road in the state that I was in. I didn't blow much over the legal limit, but I still was buzzed. So I shouldn't have been driving. It gets me out of the car, asks me a few questions, do the roadside sobriety test, and doesn't place me under arrest. And I'm thinking I'm good to go home because he's talking to the supervisor who I went to high school with. Okay. I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're gonna maybe take, I'll get a pass. Maybe they're gonna take me home, and I'm gonna put my vehicle on the side of the road. He comes back and he says, "Hey, uh, she, we were talking, and 
we want to add a step to this roadside sobriety test. You've already blown whatever. You are over the legal limit. Can you touch your wrist together? I was like, fuck yeah, I can touch my wrist together. So I do it. He's like, all right, so you can do that. I can probably do that when I'm drunk. I bet you can't do it behind your back. I was like, yeah. So I did it. He's like, no, show me. I can't see your hands. So I turn around and touch my wrist together behind my back. And the next thing I know, I'm in handcuffs. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he said, you're under... And I was more mad about that than even being arrested that he got me with that dumb shit. I was Dude, like, yeah. you got Jedi fucking mind trick. I got Jedi mind... Oh. <laughs> you got mind fucked. So, <laughs> moving on to that, I have a, a weird... A gay Jedi mind trick. I remember story. you saying that in the beginning of the, the the podcast. So I thought that's maybe that was where that was tying in. But it you got Jedi mind fucked. It wasn't, but you 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 know you segued well. Segued that very well. This one may have left me with a little bit of emotional damage. Uh, <laughs> but so I was at uh, a bar in Las Vegas. This is when I came back from overseas. Me and my roommate Eddie and my buddy Joe and his roommate from college went just took a trip to Vegas. Well, so I'm in a bathroom in a bar, and it's not a gay bar or anything like that, but it's one of those that has that trough with ice in it. Okay. And so I'm, I'm standing there pissing. Guy walks in, really flamboyant, and, and goes, oh, got to piss. Don't look at my dick. <laughs> and stands beside me. Like, okay. Wasn't planning to. I was like, no, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm not even looking at my own dick. I'm just staring at the wall. And then I get to thinking as I'm pissing, because this is about a four-beer piss. <laughs> is there something wrong with his dick? Is it is real big? It, is, is it, it real so small? big that I've got to see it? Is it curved? Does it have a weird, uh, like, does it look like a, a pool ball in is a sock? Is it like a curly cue? So, so, so I looked down at his dick and he's like, ha ha, you looked at it. I was like, you Son of Jedi a mind fucked me <laughs> into, into looking, into your looking at your dick. <laughs> and so I'm so mad about this, but you know. <sighs> Yeah, I know it's a crazy story, but you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> we went on a date a week later. I'll tell you about it sometimes. <laughs> See, I've got one. I, 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 unfortunately, I have a urinal or a urinal story as well. I thought you were going to say a urinal tract infection for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm not sucking it out again. <laughs> again, shit. <laughs> so now this this was actually at my place of employment. And it was it was a retail establishment, and I went into the restroom, and we had to use the same restrooms as, as the 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 customers, the clientele. You know, some places will have an employee only bathroom. We didn't. So I go in there. I'm at the urinal. I'm doing my thing, and older gentleman comes up to the one. There was only two urinals, so it wasn't. You know, there is the rule: if there's three, you never take the middle one. You know, that's just common courtesy. In this situation, there was only two, so he had the only option of of going shoulder to shoulder with me. Was there a stall? There was a stall. He could have he could have chosen that one, but he chose the urinal. That's the direction I, I, I'd have gone. I'd have gone that stall. You know, I won't I won't fault him for that. That's a real uh, as far as uh, guy code goes. That's a kind of of, of a, a gray area. It, in, it in really the guy is. Code. I will personally go for the stall. Yeah, but in this situation, older gentleman, you know, I, I wouldn't be offended. No, I'd question no. it in my own mind a little bit. Wouldn't be a little bit. A little bit. My guard might be up just a hair. Yeah, the shoulder might cock on that side. Yep, just 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 in case, you know, kind of lean forward a little bit with that shoulder. Yeah. Um, but so <laughs> we're 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 both taking care of business, and and out of nowhere, all I hear is, "Oh, that's a good strong stream." I remember when I could pee like that. Enjoy that while you can. And he left. His hearing aids were turned up way too high. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> but it was the strangest, most awkward bathroom conversation I've ever had. You know, old men in bathrooms is always a weird thing. I like I, you never know what's going to happen when you're already there and an old man walks in, because the damnedest thing is when. <laughs> God bless you. I hope it. I know it's going to happen at some point to me. But the prostate trouble when it's like stream, 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 nothing. Stream, 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 nothing. <laughs> stream, 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 nothing. And then it's the uh, stream, 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 nothing. <laughs> and you're just over there like he's fighting for his life to get this piss out. Oh, he is. Yeah, absolutely. You see, but I've had this. I've had this theory about older men. And Make beautiful lovers. That's a good song. It's a good country song. Uh, I'll take oh, then that's word. older women. Older women. Older women. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Older uh, women. <laughs> yeah. But no. So when you hit about, I think it's somewhere around seventy. And God willing, I'll hit this this stage. Somewhere around seventy, we hit this point where we just really stop giving a fuck. Like truly truly stop giving a fuck we don't care what people think we don't care about their opinions about how we dress if we hit we hitch our our pants all the way up to our nipples we don't care that's comfortable fuck you we don't care so at around 70 i i call it the plane is going down theory it's 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 you're in an airplane the pilot has announced that we are going down and to assume crass positions at this point everybody does whatever the fuck they want to do because we're going to die anyways. I think men over 70 hit that point where they realize the plane is going down. The pilot has announced there is no exit strategy. And we're just going to do whatever the hell we want to do anyways. If I want to go out and piss in my front yard at 75 years old, I'm going to go out and piss in my front yard at 75 years old and wave to Ms. Myrtle as she's walking her dog down the street. Yeah, yeah. Did, did I go too far with that one? No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I completely agree, and I'm trying to almost psychologically break this one down. <laughs> it's a lot. It, because it's – is it that, or do you get to a certain age where you don't give a shit what your wife is going to say to you about what you say? You know, because or – that's, or, or, that's, that's a good one for me because I have a lot of thoughts, and, and I know that wifey sauce is going to bark at me. Or if you, I say or, it out loud. Or you've hit the point where your hearing is finally so bad, you just don't hear her anymore. That may be it. But, man, my grandpa, was, he was probably about 76 years old. And I, we're, I'm, I'm helping him with a friend of my grandparents' yard sale. Okay. And I had some stuff to bring, like some toys and stuff that I was way too old for. Some electronics I think I didn't use anymore and just some, some random stuff. And I think there was this fire truck that I had a $3 label on. And this Hispanic guy comes up and he's like, uh, he has it. And he's like, can I, you know, a uh, uh, dollar, one dollar? I was just going to, it was going to get donated. So I'm like, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. And my grandpa goes, no, you get get two dollars out of that. <laughs> Smart grandpa. Yeah, he's like, you that's what I would have said too. Yeah. But it comes finally and he's like, no, I'm, and the guy's Spanish. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm bargaining with him. It's, it's his. He says his. And, <laughs> and so finally he gets it for a dollar. I don't care. Right, I got a dollar more than I had. Sure. And my grandpa goes, You you ain't a Mexican, you a damn Jew. Holy shit. They had a laugh about it. <laughs> like at what point do you get to where the the borderline racist stuff just is like he's just old. Yeah, and I think that's that's what a lot of it is. Is is so many people just write it off as oh he's old he he, he doesn't get it. 
you know. And so I think a lot of I, I I know I dated a young lady years and years and years and years ago before I met my wife, of course. And her grandfather was from Texas. His name was Cotton. He was probably about seventy five years old. Oh, my dad's name's Cotton. <laughs> And he would just do shit, and people would get on him, and they thought he was going senile. And I'd, I'd sat down and had numerous conversations with Cotton. Cotton wasn't senile at all. He was sharp as a goddamn tack. He just didn't give a shit. Yeah. And he had said, you know what? I'm 75 years old. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. More power to you. Yeah. I feel like if if we all kind of maintained that, that the world would be a better place. Except just, for the, except for the people that want to go like so great offense to anything you do. Yeah, that's that's the problem. If you know people could totally just be themselves. If the Karens and the 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 what's the guy Russell, Craig, Craig, I don't, I don't know, Craig, I don't know the guy yeah. version of Karen. If, Wait, if, if, if the Kevin, Karens, Kevin just, Bishop and I had that conversation. I can't remember what it is like Toby or something. <laughs> Toby, I like yeah. that. I mean, Kyle's always a good one, but Karen and Kyle. Yeah, Karen Kyle. And now Kyle's the guy who drinks a monster energy and punches a hole in his drywall. And where's his fox uh, fox racing? Salt Life. Speaking of, if you evacuated for Ian, scrape that Salt Life sticker off your fucking oh, vehicle. Oh, absolutely. You know, my credit goes to the people that I've seen the videos and TikToks of skiing behind their pickup trucks or fishing in their front yard. Uh, you know, they made the best out of Ian, and, and I respect it. Yeah, absolutely. So... Let's segue again to the Karen thing. Mm-hmm. I have a name that lives kind of rent-free in the back of my mind, as I have never met anyone with this name that is even mildly tolerable. Do you do you do you know the name? Do you want? I, I, we've worked with a person by this name, but believe it or not, it's not what I'm basing my opinion off of. Really? Okay, Lisa. I have never met a Lisa that was even mildly put upable with. <laughs> you know, a part of me wants to wholeheartedly agree with you, but a part of me is also a smart man and knows I have a relative with that name. Okay. That I should tread lightly. Okay. Well, let's. So, uh, okay, that's good. I, I agree with your theory. So I, don't, I just have to be careful. I here. don't have I don't have any relatives <laughs> named Lisa. Then by all means, have at it. So <laughs> what I was going to say is, relatives aside. Okay, relatives aside. Relatives aside, we have no family, and I uh, for this reason, I have no friends named Lisa. I don't either. I, I'm trying, you know, excluding the relative I have that's a Lisa. There have been about like a couple in my life, but. We've mentioned this before. We, from time to time, become uh, enthralled in the world of TikTok. Oh, yeah. More than we should, of course. And it seems like a good amount of these Karen videos, the person's name is actually Lisa. You know, I'm going to have to start paying more attention to that because I, I think you're right. I just don't have enough uh, uh, enough fact points to back it up yet. Okay. So I think we might have to do a follow-up, but I think you're absolutely right. Okay. Now, going to the person that we worked with that was, is a Lisa, mm-hmm. I'm assuming she still is a Lisa. Now, she, absolutely I'll, 100% correct. So I'll, I'm going to go a step beyond that. Outside of work, I feel like she was a good person because her and her husband both did favorable stuff. 
she was just with me. shady as hell as a as a as a sales employee as a coworker. Well, that's yeah. that's like you know my my Serbian buddy Alexei. <laughs> I he, I've told him to, the, to his face. This is not talking about behind his back. I was like, you're a piece of shit to work with. I mean, uh, no lie. I invited him into the parking lot to sort some shit out. Right. And working, I hated working with the guy, but dude is a great friend. Like and that still doesn't make any sense it to me. It doesn't. It doesn't because, like, on the clock, it's like, like, what do you turn off about your moral compass? His moral compass. <laughs> I mean, the needle don't point north. That's for sure. <laughs> it just spins in circles. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. That's sad. I'd sometimes... I'd, maybe you know, that, I, I will say, Polly Shore had a... And this is going back. This is going back to, like mid to early 90s yeah this is back in the weasel days back when he was doing movies like encino man and and uh son-in-law son-in-law thank you that's what i was trying to think of he had this whole theory about if you ever are at a concert or a fair or some sort of public event and if you see a hot looking group of girls walk by if you just as they're walking by go hey lisa guaranteed one of them will turn around that's weird because I think it's evolved into now it's a hey Stephanie or hey Jessica because there's not there's not a lot of younger Lisas. That's true. Anymore. That's true. I think that's a lot of the Karen theory too. Is the Karens are, are moving into the boomer age? Oh yeah, and they're just bitter and angry. And, yeah, yeah. So, I, but I, I think like after Karen, Lisa is the final boss you have to fight. <laughs> like in the in, in the re, in the retail store. <laughs> Like you've got a care like you every day you're gonna have like a Karen that comes in about something, but then on Friday you're trying to get out of there. It's five o'clock. She's got the haircut. Lisa, well that's the thing. Lisa doesn't have the haircut. Oh, so you don't see him coming. She's stealth. <laughs> She's the stealth Karen. <laughs> She's the Lisa is the stealth Karen, and she comes in there, and she's all nice. Until and you form a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bond. You break down the walls. You uh, you build rapport. <laughs> and then, one thing. Doesn't have to be anything you did. Next thing you know, she's talking to your manager. Next thing you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she doesn't even ask for the manager. Your manager hears the conversation and has to get involved. Oh, God, that manager. I've had that guy so much. I, I, actually, I've been that manager, so I can't say too much. Well, this is every manager. Like <laughs> with, with Lisa, there's not a choice. If you're the manager, you, you have to get got involved. to be there. Oh, yeah. If not, the world's going to explode. It's going to cause a terror in Waffle space Waffle House time. is going to close. <laughs> you know what brevity that takes to close a Waffle House? That's how, that's how they measure I mean, natural COVID disasters in the U.S. is by the Waffle House rating. Well, yeah, and, and even during COVID at the height, they were using Waffle House as the gauge, Yeah, which blew me away. I mean, people on the West Coast probably have no clue what the fuck we're talking about. Um, it, it's basically like on the West Coast if taco shops closed. There you go. Yeah. If, if you're... Um, or Denny's. Denny's. If, if you're Bodega. If you're Bodega. <laughs> if your Bodega closes. For those in you know the larger cities, New York, uh, LA, whatever. If your local Bodega closes... That's that's the severity of shit hitting the fan. Uh huh. Yeah. As, as to the yeah, conversation up on water and canned goods. Yeah. <laughs> so, next subject. 
those types of parents. Ah, yes. I forgot we were getting to this. Since becoming a parent. So, well, actually, first, before we get yeah, into yeah, that, yeah, yeah. if you don't know what those kind of parents are, yeah. stop for a second. Really listen to this because you might be one. And if you're in a group of parents who are friends and you don't recognize that they're who one of the, who that those parent type, is, you might be those. Oh, you probably are of parents. Yeah. So this is a hard one, and I'm not talking about anybody specifically because I only know a few that are those types of parents. Nobody who's really close to me that I'm going to really piss off. It's more so of things that I see on social media. Mm -hmm. People I went to high school with or college with or whatever have turned into those types of parents. So since becoming a parent and now interacting with other parents, I found that I have an extreme disgust for the parents who base their entire personality in the sport that their kids play. Your kids' sports are not a personality trait. <laughs> I'm always tired because I'm a softball mom, says Stephanie in accounting. My kid plays baseball, so even though I've never played a sport in my life, I'm coaching his team. Okay, Dave. <laughs> it, every conversation and every social outing, and if you cancel on me on something I've invited to you, should not involve your kid's sport. True. If you're investing that much time and energy into your kid's sport, you're missing the point. It's it's not a full-time job. It's not a career for your kids to play t-ball. And it's unhealthy. You're basically living out what you wanted to do with your mm -hmm. life through your kids. And chances are, if you're one of those type of parents, you're fucking your kid up a little bit. A little bit. You see, like, my kids never showed any interest, and I've got a 17- and a 14-year-old. They never showed any kind of interest in sports. You know, I went out and threw the ball in the yard with the, with my son, you know, taught him how to swing a bat. Like, I did all this kind of stuff. He just never showed any interest in it. Right. So That's I fine. I wasn't not gonna, all kids are athletic or coordinated. Exactly. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to jam it down his throat because it's something that I love. I love playing ball. I play softball a couple nights a week. For a while, I was playing three nights a week. Um, I love playing ball. It's it's one of my favorite things to do in the spring and the summer. But I'm not going to make my son do that because it's my favorite thing to do. And I'm not going to turn my identity into his sport. Right. This all spurred to me. I came across a TikTok page. Softball mom with numbers behind it, of course. But you know when a TikTok uh, handle has numbers behind it? Mm -hmm. It means she's not the only fucking one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that means there's a ton of them. Every single video. She had about 50 videos. I didn't watch all of them, but I scrolled all of them. Oh, God. Was about softball moms be like. Oh, Jesus. And then there was the end of the TikTok. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't get the grass stains out of my softball daughter's uh, white uh, pants. Shut the fuck up, Lisa. Well, and and Lisa, if you can't get the the grass stains out, you're you're just doing it wrong. I I, I clean grass stains out of my softball pants every week. Yeah, <laughs> like I and, and I guess it can kind of range outside of sports too. If 
Like, well, it's really anything they do in school, you know, whether it's... Uh, yeah, just because you don't have anything that you've ever been good at, don't make what your kid's good, good at the thing that you're good at. Well, I think I think cheerleader moms and dance moms are probably the biggest culprits in this Pageant game. moms. Pageant moms. Oh, God. That that should that should not be a thing. Child pageants. Yeah. Like what was the the Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo. Oh God. That was the worst like I I lost so much faith in our society over that chubby little fucking troglodyte. Well, they I mean they tested the theory on the Kardashians and that worked. So then they were like, let's put it in a trailer park. I mean, the fucking Kardashians, these people buy each other's new faces for Christmas, for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're so rich that they're just given to them so they mention the plastic surgeon's name at this point. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and honestly, I would put the Kardashians in a list of, of things that just piss me off. They win the Stop Making Stupid People Famous Award for me. Just yeah, like, oh, thank you. Just, yes. just, just like, cast me outside. How about that? And now there's the new one on TikTok. The, God, uh, I forgot about her. Oh, what is what is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Period, ah, period, uh. Period, ah, period, uh. Period, ah, period, uh. The fuck is that? You don't fucking want to know. You really don't. It's this girl who she speaks completely fine, but now she's claiming to have a speech impediment, but she really doesn't because if you go back in her videos, she talks like a normal person. But now she talks like she's got a speech impediment and she does this whole thing where she has this hit song now where it's period, ah, period, uh, period, ah, period, uh. She's got signed to like Universal Records or Sony Records. It 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 almost sounded like Cartman for a second there, but you know, just like Bad Baby. I have no idea. The Cash Me Outside girl. Oh God, Bad Baby. Is that what her name was? I Mm -hmm. thought I was just newer as the Cash Me Outside girl. Yeah, because of Doctor Phil, she has she's a a millionaire. Shut the front door. Yeah, bought her mom like a million some dollar house and. God. Yeah, yeah. So we're making st- we're living idiocracy. We're making stupid people famous, and this girl with this period uh period uh girl already has a record contract. Meanwhile, uh, girls like Maggie Antone, completely ground up movement from TikTok. She she's just an awesome singer. She's basically the female Tyler Childers. Really? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, she'll be in Madison, North Carolina, October twenty second for their fall festival. Hmm. What's her name? Maggie Antone. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. We may have to go hit that up. That's why I texted you and said October 22nd, you don't have any plans. We're going. Okay. Yeah, you missed it. I know. Yeah, I don't pay um, attention. But, uh, yeah, stop making stupid stupid people famous, I guess, is where we're going with that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's our greatest skill as, as, as a country right now, is making stupid people famous. We're electing them. Or Yeah, that too. Well, or or refusing to believe that there was no election interference, but that's neither here nor there. So, I mean, since we're going to crack that door a little bit, I I do this. This one is is I know we don't get into the political stuff. We say we don't, but on our last one, we usually do. On our last one, I said (laughs) we like my episode description was like I said we were going to try not to get political, but we did get on the soapbox. Yeah. And and this one I've got to jump on a little bit. Kamala Harris. Hmm. Mm. I would not jump on her. There have been so many black rappers inside of her. My, even Montel Williams have been inside of that oh, one. Jesus. 
you can so, do Google Kamala Harris Montel Williams. You've seen it. You, so, you, it's so, all on Google. I, I, I ain't Googling shit. Um, <coughs> but anyways. Well, so, it's not anything implicit. She's just her accompanying him to red carpets. Of course. But she got on and she announced that with Hurricane Ian, she decided... Uh, all on her own, apparently, because the White House has now come back and redacted her statement and stated that it was not correct and it is not going to happen. But she got on national news and said that if you are a white male, you are going to get aid from the hurricane last. If you're a person of color or if you're a woman, you will be you will receive economic aid first. So I'm not disagreeing. I, 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 I'm not disagreeing, but that is a little bit of. Uh, I want to know how this isn't racist. Oh, it is. It's it's 100 racist. She said, "I, I we will be giving uh, the aid to people of color and uh, communities of uh, more diverse makeup or whatever before." Well, and she basically said that that the the poor communities are the the communities of color. Yeah. So. Inherently, she was being racist towards the people she's supposedly trying to help at well, the same time. Well, I mean, you, you like, got, how are you racist to two <laughs> groups of people at the same time? Well, it's amazing to me, too, because you have, you know, Joe Biden helped pass the crime bill. <laughs> he said that, you know, he didn't want his kids to go to school in a racial, racial jungle. He was against busing. He's racial jungle. That's that's a that's a. Uh, 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 an interesting choice of phrase. Well, it is, especially if you said, you, if you ain't black, you ain't voting for Joe Biden. But neither here nor there, man. Like, I'm white as fuck. Oh, yeah. But I ain't experienced no damn racism. I ain't experienced no racists. Nobody that hates black folks. Nobody that treats black folks different than white folks in my life. Okay? I've been around people that say the N-word. Mm -hmm. I get it. That's a racist thing to say. But... In normal everyday life, they have not treated a black person any differently. That's true. Than a white person. That's true. And and, and it goes to their upbringing. But I, I I think to stand on a national pulpit, a world pulpit actually. I mean, the entire world was watching her, and to say that white males are going to get financial aid from our our federal government that we pay taxes into. Right. But here's the thing, too, like. Just yesterday, Biden announces that he's going to pardon everybody in prison for simple marijuana offenses. Him and Kamala are the ones that wrote the crime bill. They put them there. They put them there. Yep. And now, right before midterm elections, they want to throw this out there and try to win the vote. Biden could have done it when he was vice president. He was vice president for what? Was that about eight years? Mm -hmm. Was that about, 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 that about eight years? Yeah, give yeah, or take. Give yeah. or take. Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris, while she was in uh, whatever she was doing out in California, could have done that for the state of California. She mm -hmm. was sucking Gavin Newsom's cock anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's it. I don't know, man. So, but if if you got an opinion on this, if it, what do you think about Kamala Harris and and what she said? If if you think we're racist for saying this, I, I'd love to hear your opinion. I'd love to have that discussion. Um, but I would I, like I, to talk to all of my n words about this, and by that I mean my neighbors, because I consider <laughs> everyone who listens to this a neighbor, and I appreciate you, no matter what color you are. And and, and honestly. If you're in Florida, if you've been devastated by a hurricane, I don't care if you're white, black, 
brown, Taliban, green, Taliban, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, maybe not the Taliban, but uh, if, you, if you're if you're a non-terrorist member of the Taliban, if you're like if you're like one of those guys who was holding the signs just so his family didn't get their heads cut off, sure, you know, you I know. help you out. Okay, but all of you should get aid. You were all affected the same way. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this racial equity thing is so stupid, and I have to deal with it in my you know my eight to five. We had this the biggest waste of time come out this year about diversity training and how <laughs> insensitive that we can be on the things that we say. Nothing in the training was something that I have not said <laughs> to a coworker, <laughs> fully knowing my demographic and who I was saying it to, and that they could. A, take a joke, and B, know that I would help them in any way that I fucking could, no matter what they thought of me. Oh, it's like sexual harassment training. I've gotten so much better at it since I've uh, <laughs> taken those training classes. Well, it's like the drug test, too, man. Like, I just need to know like what the trip's going to be before I come in. Because <laughs> I got a kid to take care of and shit, so. I mean, like, damn. But, uh. Yeah, we got on a soapbox a little bit. It is what it is. Send us an email, agree, disagree. You want to come on, you want to debate us, you have a difference of opinion, we would love to hear it. But to finish out our episode, a phrase that I don't quite understand. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. To me, that means that the tough leave. Yeah, I think, well, I th okay, I had never thought about I it I think that, that the phrase should be that or when the going gets tough, the, cut, the tough keep going. I, I'd fully support that, actually. And I'd never actually, I've always heard that phrase, but I'd never thought about it from that perspective. So if anyone can tell me where my misunderstanding is, I would appreciate that. GuyWirePod at gmail.com, link in bio. Next, we're going to end with how we usually end. People care. Men's mental health matters. Mm -hmm. You may not think people care, but there's always one person that cares. Well... If you're listening to this, there's two. Matt and Chris from the Galwire Podcast. Don't give up. Don't end it. You matter. Email us. Send us your phone number. We will respond. It might not be immediately, but we will call you. Don't do anything rash. We need to end the 132 a day for good. I get it. You don't want to go to therapy, guys. It's a good thing. I don't like therapy because it makes me relive the times I've been who I didn't want to be. I already remember him. He was not a good person. He didn't do good things. I need my therapist to help me not be him without meeting him again. I hope that makes some sense for anybody out there. But you have a platform Men, you have somebody who will listen. We've talked somebody off of a ledge before. We're seven, eight episodes in. Mm -hmm. We've affected one life, and I consider this a success. Oh, absolutely. And and by all means, we're not therapists. We're not counselors. We're not. We're just an open ear. And if if you've got something that's on your chest, if if you feel that pressure on your chest or that weight on your shoulders. Because anxiety and stress manifest different for everybody. If you feel that on a daily basis, or if, if it just rises up and you don't know how to control, just call somebody, talk to somebody, give us a call. 
One of the most powerful things for me as someone that has struggled with my own mental health in the past and, and still currently does is just ask somebody for a hug. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds so basic and it sounds silly and it sounds feminine. Mm-hmm. But just ask somebody for a hug. It, it'll surprise you the difference it'll make just knowing that that person is there for you and is willing to give their time and energy and to be there for you. And whatever's on your mind, write it down until you can read it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Table it. I, I, I can say from my own personal experience, one of my biggest struggles with my own mental health is something will bother me or something will eat at me and I'll just keep it bottled up. And it spirals and it spirals mm-hmm. and it spirals. And next thing I know, it is something that's, it's this monster that's gotten out of control. Mm-hmm. Where if I had just verbalized it, if I had sat down with a neutral party or a friend, somebody, and just verbalized some of the shit that was in my head, it would quiet it down. Absolutely. And that's the biggest challenge sometimes is just quieting the demons in your head. Yep. And one thing with our merch store that we are launching, Chris and I haven't really discussed it yet. Our profit margins are very small on those. So I think on our stickers, we're going to make $3.11 on those. And I think it's we're going to make about $4 and some change on the t-shirts. Okay. So for every piece of merchandise sold, a dollar of that profit that we have is going to go to some type of men's mental health group or charity. Mm-hmm. And we may rotate that periodically. We may pick one and <laughs> stick with it. We haven't quite worked that out yet. But I'm it a, is going to go I'm too. a veteran. Not all people with mental health are veterans. So we might do three-month campaigns mm-hmm. where every quarter we, we decide to go to a different charity where we do donate all of this dollar of whatever we make. Hell, we're not even making that much money. We might as well say we're just going to do fifty percent of our profits. Yeah, three dollars and eleven cents. A dollar. I'm okay with that. A dollar sixty is going to go to. So yeah, we'll do fifty percent of our profits on all of our merchandise sales is going to go to uh, a men's mental health group, uh, charity, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Wounded warriors. Wound- it could be exactly. Yeah, something. Exactly. It's going to be something. We'll let you, if you order something, we'll let you know what charity your money's going to. We're going to send you, we'll, in, in your, you know, as a thank you, it'll be an email. Thank you for ordering. This is the charity that your order is going to, that I your like that. order is going to. So uh, we appreciate you listening. As always, we are guys. We are sometimes toxic with our masculinity. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. And, and- and remember, folks, we, we make a lot of off-collar jokes. We make a lot of very uh, toxically masculine, anti-feminist jokes. They're just that. They're jokes. They're here to entertain. They're not to offend. Mm-hmm. And if you're offended, email us. That's why we put our own email in the comments. It goes directly to my cell phone. In my 8 to 5, I will see your email. And I'll try to respond. And, and at the end of the day, don't take it so seriously. It's exactly. a podcast. Yeah. We're inter- we're entertainers. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but <laughs> well, we try to be yeah, inter- yeah. entertaining. But uh, you know, and as always, don't just be one of the guys. Be that guy. <laughs>